Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great America Show. I'm Lou Dobbs, and thanks for being with us. More whistleblowers coming forward to assert that the FBI is targeting agents whose political beliefs don't align with the FBI leadership. The Washington Times reports the agency leaders are going after, in particular, former Marines and other veterans because they fit the profile of supporters of President Donald Trump. The two highly placed agents, Jeffrey Veltry and Dana Perkins, are accused of stripping agents of their security clearances. The two retaliated against veterans by declaring they were, quote, disloyal to the United States. The whistleblowers giving their evidence to the House Judiciary Committee and their revelation just a day after House Speaker Michael Johnson said the investigating committees don't at this moment have sufficient evidence to impeach President Biden, which obviously is a setback to the investigating committees, who in my view have more than enough evidence to bring charges of corruption and bribery against President Biden. Our guest today is Congressman Eli Crane, former Navy SEAL, great American, and he says the time has come to hold everyone in Congress accountable, including Republicans. Congressman, great to have you back with us. Always good to talk with you. Let's begin with your impressions of your new speaker, Mike Johnson. How's he doing in these early days? Well, I think he's uh, doing pretty good, Lou, and thanks for having me on your show. I think he's doing pretty good considering uh, what he's up against. I mean, uh, you know, he, he is he did come into a job that I don't think he really wanted with a financial uh, clock that was ticking. And uh, he's got to work with a bunch of different factions in the Republican party, just as the speaker did before him. I think the difference that you're going to see, I think you're going to see a speaker that's uh, less transactional and more conservative. 
Um, so what my hope is, and I'm trying to be realistic about this, I do think you're going to see uh, a couple degree shift in uh, how this conference uh, proceeds going forward. And I think uh, it's going to be good for the conference. And I do think it's going to be good for the American people. You know, I have to say the beginning uh, that you guys uh, have, uh, have set here under his speakership, I mean, you're passing bills, you're working late. Uh, it's it's really, I think, uh, remarkable. And I understand there's just a very good chance that you'll have all of the uh, the appro uh, appropriations bills, uh, separate bills, uh, in by the time we get to November 17th. Yeah, you know, and I often I uh, talk to some of my colleagues that have more experience, have been up here for a lot longer than I have, and they'll tell me, Lou, that uh, they've never seen anything like this happen up here before where we're actually doing the appropriations bills. Um, they, they tell me that oftentimes, well, almost all the time, uh, the way it works up here in Washington is uh, we govern by CR, continuing resolution or omnibus, which just basically funds the government with an up or down vote. And uh, we've passed many of the appropriations bills. We're still working through the uh, rest of them. But it, it, when I when I uh, jump up to the 30,000 foot view, Lou, uh, what what this is really about to me is um, this is about the only way this town is going to change is through force. Um, I think Republicans, we've, we've done a really poor job at continuing to kick the can down the road and try, you know, act like we're going to fight. Oh, you know, once we get the Senate or once we get the presidency back, you know, that in my opinion, sir, those days have got to be over. Uh, the American people can't afford it anymore. They can't afford the weakness of the Republican Party, um, you know, not standing up today and fighting for them. And, you know, that's what the speaker fight was about back in January. That's what the motion to vacate was about a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I'm just trying to represent my voters who who I feel the same way. I think many of the people that listen to your show feel that you guys can't quit kicking, kicking this can down the road. You have to you have to fight for us. You have to stand up and fight for us today. And, you know, it's like, Lou, when you get in a fight, there's never a guaranteed there's never a guarantee that things are going to go the way you want them to go. But when you look at the situation that we're in with thirty three trillion dollars in debt, a two trillion dollar annual uh, deficit, a, a wide open southern border. I mean, I, Lou, I think we've had 13,000 illegals come through, you know, um, you know, Arizona in the in the last couple of days. Right. And there's, you know, over 250 people on the terrorist watch list in the last two years. If you go back and look at the Trump year, sir, that, that those numbers were always single digits. I, I, I went to a briefing, a classified briefing uh, last week, and the stuff that I was reading about in that skiff under the Capitol would uh, really concern a lot of Americans uh, about just who's in this country and, um, you know, uh, and what what their intentions might be. And so it's like we're playing with fire and this idea that we can keep doing things the way we've been doing them. Sometimes I just, you know, I can't even believe some of my colleagues that um, just think it's business is normal up here. It's not and it can't be. So many Americans, I think, also believe it's business as usual, uh, despite uh, dealing with runaway inflation, despite all of the uh, uh, the issues with the economy, uh, despite 10 million illegal uh, immigrants being brought into this country by this administration just since they took office uh, not even three years ago. 
we're talking over 10 million people. Uh, and that is, as you well know, uh, that's an extraordinary burden, uh, not only on a border state, uh, but as the cliche goes, every state now is a border state because Joe Biden is distributing them in charter aircraft and charter buses all over the country in the dead of night. We don't even know where they are or who they are or what they're doing for that matter. No, you're absolutely correct, Lou. And I get asked a lot of times by reporters if, you know, I think, you know, it's going to lead to, you know, any disasters here in the U.S., like maybe another 9-11. And I hate to report, but yes, it will. It's not a matter of if, it's only a matter of when. And that's how foolish we've been. Um, you know, we can hope and pray for the best, but if you play stupid games for a long enough period of time, you're going to win stupid prizes. And that's that's what we see going on with this administration. I mean, just look at Israel. Look at what just happened in Israel. That we, we There are plenty of evil people around the world that want to do harm to people that, you know, just want to live their lives and be free. And if you look at the border of Israel, uh, I think it's like 25 miles long. Our border is 2,000 miles long. And, uh, you know, it's it's pretty. It, and, and, and Lou, when I when I talk about this type of stuff, that doesn't even consider the, the you know, the 90,000 people that are dying annually of fentanyl. Right. It's just it's it's almost like, you know, we we live in a clown world where nothing makes sense. And there's this little bubble around this town and the people in it. Um, and, you know, it's it's almost like uh, there's such a detachment from reality and, and from the lives that people have to lead lead because of the foolish mistakes and policy made in this town um, that sometimes it's you feel like you're living in la la land when you're up here. It must be extraordinary. Just just going walking through the swamp is enough for me uh, to walk through and see what is happening sometimes in Congress and the Senate uh, and to to report on it uh, every day as we do here. I have to tell you, I it is it is reached a level that I could never have imagined possible. Uh, there is no pretense now on on the part of the Marxist Dems. They mean to take over the country. They've taken over the federal government, every agency. Uh, and we're going to talk more about that. And I'd like to get your thoughts about how do we get the discussion to real terms? How do we talk about basic reality here to the American people? Because right now, uh, not many people outside the Republican Party are doing that. Uh, and I am talking about President Biden and the Marxist Dems. We'll be right back with Congressman Eli Crane. Stay with us. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back with Congressman Eli Crane. And Congressman, we, you were talking about the fight 
And for the first time, I get the sense that you have a speaker that who is a fighter uh, on a, in a different level. Uh, I don't know if he's ever been punched in the nose, but I do know that he seems to have the right instincts. But I do know the rest of us have been punched in the in the nose, so we're we know what we're into. And the and the fact is, uh, we have got a bunch of people talking uh, stuff. Uh, that I don't think they mean, and they're talking stuff that uh, they don't comprehend. And I'm talking about Joe Biden. Uh, he talks about taking the president out and whipping his butt in the back alley or behind the, the gym or whatever. Uh, I, I don't think the man ever got hit in the nose or he wouldn't talk like that. Uh, you, you've got a whole administration of people. Alejandro Mayorkas, he doesn't uh, secure the border, but he'll lie straight to your face. Uh, I don't know what we've got here, but we've got to fix it. So there are consequences when when men and women lie to each other, like the Marxist Dems are lying to the American people, and they do it every day. Yeah, no, you're right. We do have to hold people accountable. And you were talking about realism before the break. And, you know, this is one of the things that um, is hard to learn when you come up here. But the situation um, is so bad up here that, you know, sometimes the best you can get is, a you know, turning this ship a couple degrees at a time. Um, but that's one thing that I hope the American people uh, notice um, in this Congress. Um, you know, this is the first time a, a speaker's ever been uh, fired and we brought in a new one. And the reason we did was because Kevin McCarthy made a deal with uh, members um, of the House Freedom Caucus and other members that he didn't he didn't follow through with. And so um, and it wasn't just a deal so that one of us could get a bigger office or that one of us could be on a committee. It was a deal that would uh, have allowed us to do our appropriations bills at a at a level that would have saved the American people money. That's what this is. That's what that was about. So it wasn't a it wasn't a selfish, you know, uh, ask that, that we had, Lou. Uh, and, and, and I know the American people are tired of watching politicians who. Um, you know, tell the people one thing and then go behind closed doors and do the exact opposite. And then they get a promotion for it. And that's usually how this town works. Um, well, and this is one of those situations where that's not how it worked. And I hope that the precedent has been set, you know, for future leaders that, um, you know, will take a look at what happened this year. And I hope it puts a little, you know, a little bit of the fear of God in them that, hey, um, there might be a new there might be a new party in town, some new people in town that actually me mean what they say. And they're actually they're not just talking about fighting. They're willing to actually fight and put their political careers on the line. And they're willing to take the hard vote and be called crazy by everybody in, the, you know, in the media all around the country so that we can actually get some different leadership that's serious about turning this back around. I see the the effects of what you all did uh, at the beginning of the 118th Congress uh, in a 15 vote uh, negotiation to put McCarthy eventually in as a speakership. But the how you democratize Congress, uh, decentralized power uh, was important. And I think this step that you've taken uh, with the motion to vacate uh, and bring in Mike Johnson, let's go to that issue. And, and, and that means the motion to vacate are you going to get rid of it? Uh, are you going to keep it? What's what will be the the fate of the motion to vacate? Well, I, I can't tell you what the fate is going to be, Lou. I can tell you where I stand on it. I don't think that we should get rid of it. It's a precedent that stood for um, a very long time in, in, in Congress, I think well over 100 years. And I think Nancy Pelosi was the one that, you know, got rid of it because she didn't want she didn't want to have a check on her authority. 
And I do think it's important to have in case a, you know, a speaker or a leader, um, you know, goes off the rails or in, in the case that we saw this year was making deals with, you know, multiple people and then not honoring those deals. Um, so I, I, I want to see it stay around. And Lou, I'd like to say something real quick. Sure. Um, the, the deal that I'm talking about isn't the only deal that was made that wasn't followed through with. If you notice, uh, Nancy Mace was one of the people, one of the eight people that, um, you know, voted to uh, vacate the chair. She had a di- completely separate deal with uh, Speaker McCarthy that wasn't honored. And, you know, those are just two examples of deals that were made that weren't honored. Um, that would have been good for the American people. And so um, I don't want to see it go away because even though I really like so far what I see of Speaker Johnson, uh, this isn't a this isn't a popularity contest. This is about principles. This is about leadership. And this is about turning the country around. And if if we need to use it again and God forbid, I hope we don't. But if we need to use it again, I hope it's I hope it continues to be a tool that uh, the representatives here in Congress uh, can use. I have to say, I, I concur with you entirely on the motion to vacate. Uh, it is, uh, it, as you say, it's a sharp edge tool, uh, but uh, Lord knows uh, Congress needs some sharp edges uh, and some sharp elbows around there to, to drive the agenda. Uh, when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about uh, something that uh, Judiciary Chairman and Weaponization Chairman Jim Jordan brought up, and that was the DHS uh, consortium. Uh, with uh, with the outfit, uh, the Election Integrity uh, Partnership, uh, and censuring uh, American citizens, particularly Republicans and conservatives. We're talking with Congressman Eli Crane. We'll be right back with more of The Great America Show. Please stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back with Congressman Eli Crane, a man I think represents not only a great constituency, but also the standards and the values of this country. And we need more representation like that in our Congress and certainly in our Senate. Congressman, I'd like to turn to the election integrity partnership that Congressman Jim Jordan, the chairman of the Judiciary and the Weaponization Committee, brought up going after the censorship industrial complex, as he put it, uh, to see the government actually involved in shutting down American voices, uh, particularly conservatives, uh, whether it's in 2020 or as recently as the as the last election. 
This is outrageous what this administration has pulled uh, and what the one uh, what the previous election revealed as well. Your thoughts on what we have to do to straighten up this government and uh, uh, get rid of the idea that you're going to censor one group of people in this country or any other. Well, I think I'm glad you brought it up, Lou. I think the first thing that we have to do is we have to grow a backbone as a party. Um, and quit thinking that this, like I said, business as usual. Um, you know, most totalitarians understand that the first thing that they must do um, to control a populace is to control the media, and then they must disarm the populace. Those are plays one and two um, of basically every dictator. Um, and so when you talk about this censorship, you know, that we see going on, uh, with election integrity, it's not the first time and it won't be the last time. We, we saw the same type of thing going on during COVID-19. Um, and I think the American people are becoming more and more aware of just how flagrant um, our, our government has become in their efforts to censor, censure the populace and to try and control what they can and can't say, what they label as misinformation, conspiracy theory, etc., and uh, that First Amendment is is number one for a reason. It is so important. And, you know, um, you know, there was a time in this country where we we fought, you know, we would fight for people's right to say even the dumbest, most heinous, you know, disgusting thing out there because we because we understood how important it was to protect that First Amendment right. And now as we've gone close, we've gotten closer and closer to you know, Marxist, communistic, totalitarian, top-down control, you see it's becoming more and more acceptable because it furthers that agenda. And it's very scary, Lou. It's one of the reasons that I, you know, I um, left the business world and got into politics myself because um, I, I realized that my little girls and the next generation and the next generation aren't going to have the same life experience that you and I did where we grew up in a place where we could say something, you know, we could say something that was controversial. We could say something that was inflammatory. We could even say something that was downright disgusting and we we still had the right to say it. Now, I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying that, you know, that's that's what, you know, one of the greatest things about this country and as most Americans that I'm sure watch this show understand is that that is going away and it's death by a thousand cuts. And if we don't grow a backbone in this party, in this party, I'm not talking about the Democrats right now, if we don't grow a backbone in this party and stand up to it, um, the American people don't have a chance. Let me turn to Rashida Tlaib and freedom of speech, and which I find her absolutely repugnant. I enter anti-Semitism and her pro-Palestinian uh, Hamas uh, rhetoric. Uh, but I, I think she should be censored by the U.S. Congress. What is the mood of Congress? Well, I agree with you, Lou. I, I find her comments uh, pretty disgusting and uh, very alarming as well. I, I think uh, the American people, most of us at least, can agree that, you know, the, the, uh, the attacks on uh, the state of Israel and the Jewish people within uh, several weeks ago was completely uncalled for and quite, quite frankly, sadistic and disgusting. And to see individuals uh, here in Congress defending, um, you know, to defending that those atrocities, um, you know, the, the people that 
the people that carried it out, um, you know, it's it's beyond it's beyond words. You know, it's tough to find words to describe, um, you know, what, what we're seeing. But what I can tell you is that right now we just had a motion to table um, that that motion. Uh, the Democrats tried to table it and we voted it down. So I think we're going to vote on it tonight. I don't know how it's going to come out. I know that there are some Republicans that hate seeing the back and forth. Hey, we'll censure this person. You guys censure this person going back and forth. But at the same time, you know, when you look at that action alone, I think, uh, you know, I think it's definitely worthy of the censure. And I think it's unbecoming of a representative of Congress. Amen. And when we're looking at the level of demonstrations and protests, the outright evil on our college campuses, our university campuses, those young people need to know that their government uh, is a leader uh, on, in what will be tolerated in this country. Uh, the the massacre of October 7th, uh, there's no, no greater moral clarity uh, in recent years than that event. And there to be any discussion about being pro-Hamas versus pro-Israel, uh, pro-Israeli. Uh, uh, it's it's just mindless to me that we are putting up with this nonsense on our campuses because this is ignorance. Congressman, I just want to say how much we enjoy having you with us. Uh, we thank you so much, and you're setting a standard that uh, the the country needs in the in that U.S. Congress. And uh, as always, we'd like to give our guests the the last word. And if you will, your your concluding thoughts here. Well, thank you again, Lou, for having me on. Um, you know, my concluding thoughts are this. I appreciate everybody that stood with us in, in that this recent fight where we ousted the speaker and brought in a new one. Uh, I can tell you, Lou, there were many people during the process that I, I could tell were getting battle fatigue. Uh, I think they were watching a little too much Fox News, to be honest with you. Um, but that being said, guys, this country's in trouble. We have to change the direction, the trajectory of it. Please hang in there with those of us that are trying to do it. This took decades to, you know, to manufacture. It's going to take time to undo it. So please stick with us. Be patient. We're fighting. We're working up here. But please keep holding us ac accountable, myself included. Get on the phone, call your representatives, email them. I, I talk to my staff all the time trying to figure out, you know, often on some of these uh, complicated bills where you guys stand, because that's why I'm up here to represent y'all. Um, so thank you, Lou, for everything that you do. I know that you could have ridden off into the sunset and retired, um, you know, long ago. But I appreciate you staying in the fight and, uh, you know, mentoring and educating uh, the next generation coming up, trying to make a difference. Very kind of you, and thank you. We thank you for your service for this country throughout your entire life. Congressman, thanks so much. We appreciate it so much. God bless you. Thank you, Lou. God bless you too, brother. Congressman Eli Crane, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for being with us. Here tomorrow, our guest is Roger Stone, best-selling author, political strategist, podcaster, radio talk show host on 77 WABC News, a great colleague of mine there, and advisor to President Trump. Please join us each and every day here on The Great America Show. Thanks, God bless you, and God bless America.